This morning, Lord, as we come before you for this time of um, prayer and um, reflection with you, and just time to, to sit and be with you, we, um, we're going to hear, or we may not hear, in the gospel for this Sunday, so it's one of these gospels, as we're going through the parables, that um, there's either a really short, short form, or there's a really long, long form, and so... Um, I'm not really sure what we're going to hear this weekend, um, but but you know, Lord, already. But still, um, the our Lord has three different parables. There's the weeds and the wheat, which we'll hear no matter what, and the mustard seed. But then this third, um, just it's this little thing stuck in there about the measure of yeast. And he spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. And that's it. Like that's, that's the whole thing. Um, but the yeast gives us a chance today to reflect in a particular way upon uh, the nature of apostolate and, um, and what that should mean for us being apostolic souls, uh, that we desire the spreading of our Lord's kingdom um, and that we are called, and in fact, all Christians are called um, to be yeast, right? And so we have to live our, our apostolate um, but it's not like it's special to us. In fact, this is something, the parables, he's speaking to the crowd. And so this is something for, for all Christians um, to, to engage in apostolate. All, all Christians are supposed to be this yeast in the midst of the world. Um, and that we need to do this and we need to live this, um, even if the majority are not, very sadly, that we're, we're called to this um, apostolate. And I mean, there's been, I know we've ha- even had here um, during a, a, a Corona lockdown, um, you know, sourdough starters and getting getting the yeast and all these things. Um, and how good you just have a little bit and it just the amount of bread we can make is incredible. And it keeps on giving, right? It's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, and that that's how we're meant to be. And particularly in a time of, of need in the midst of the world, like, yeah, having a friend who's an apostle can be so transformative and it just can do do so much. Just think about this, the small amount of yeast that, that's used. Um, I know in making beer too, it's like, you know, you have these, these five or 10 gallons of liquid and you just have this little tiny packet of yeast. Um, but without that, nothing happens, right? Without that, you have something that tastes a lot like iced tea, but, um, but with it, it turns into beer or wine, or, you know, whatever else you're making. It's just a little bit, but it changes the whole thing. And so each of us, too, is called to that apostolate. And it may be daunting to look out and say, well, there's only one or two of us. There's only there's only a handful of us in, in the chapel this morning. Um, what are we among so many, right? That's, um, that's what the apostles say to our Lord at the multiplication of the fish and the loaves. Like, what, what are these among so many? But when we give ourselves to the Lord, um, then we, uh, we become, you know, this um, provision for the multitude, for the whole crowd, um, that we, we become that, uh, that gift of God to others. And that even five loaves and two fish or whatever it is feeds 5,000 5, men and the women and children. So it's a huge number of people. 
Uh, what is this among so many? Well, when it's given to the Lord. And so we're meant to be that, that yeast that's mixed in. Now, here's the other thing with yeast, that it's mixed in with the world, right? So our, our apostle is meant to be in the midst of the world. Um, our times of prayer and, and unity and time with conversation with you, Lord, um, is, is necessary. Um, but then we got to go out uh, at the end of every Mass. Ite misa est. Go, you're sent, or, you know, that's, it's ascending. Ite, go, get out of here, right? Go do this. Um, the mission be, what is it? Is there a, um, at Holy Apostles, they have a sign on the, uh, as you're leaving the campus, Holy Apostles Seminary in, in Cromwell, just right up the road, they have, um, as you're leaving the campus, now entering mission territory, right? And we should almost have that posted on every, every church door, right? As soon as you walk out the doors of the church, now entering, mission territory, um, going out on apostolate, that we are sent out not to just kind of, we're done, we can go home now, like we're going out on mission. And so we have to have this apostolic soul. We have to have this desire um, to, to spread the kingdom of God and to be ourselves um, the agents of that growth through docility to the Holy Spirit um, and our own uh, creative means of apostle that we'll, we'll get to a little bit later. Um, but that we're, we're called to this and that this is uh, for each and every one of us. It, it starts with a personal encounter. One of a, a cool scene where we see this really lived out is the beginning of John's gospel. Um, you could spend your whole life just meditating on John's gospel. Just John's gospel alone, like... If you really dive into it, you won't even get through the whole thing before the end of your life, right? So you can spend a whole lifetime on that. But all apostolate starts um, with a personal encounter with our Lord, that we really, um, are, these are times of prayer are so important with this, that we continue to grow in a relationship with you and that we, we remain with you. Um, the next day, John was saying, John, a good friend, you know, a preacher, um, Next day, John was standing, and two of his disciples, and they looked at Jesus he said, as he walked, and John said, Behold the Lamb of God. He points our Lord out, Behold the Lamb of God. Two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about the 10th hour, so that's about 4 in the afternoon or so, um, which is actually a dangerous time uh, because it's, there's not a lot of chance to, to go back, right? It, picture a world before electric lights. Like, if you're going to follow someone in the 10th hour, like, you only got till 12, uh, you know, you got till about 6 in the evening, and then, um, then the sun's going down, it's going to get dark, it's going to get dangerous, and so when we follow our Lord, like there's no backup plan, right? That's when we really give ourselves to the Lord. Um, we don't have a backup. What, what if this whole, you know, Christianity thing doesn't work out? What if, you know, come and see. Here's this, this, um, this man that was just pointed out that John said, behold the Lamb of God. And our Lord must have been so captivating. That's one of the cool things about John's gospel is just, just how captivating our Lord is in his encounter. Um, with the crowds and the disciples, you know, the would-be disciples and the Samaritan woman and Nicodemus. 
just how how that that gaze, like what Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, "What do you seek? Where are you staying, Lord? You know, Master, where are you staying? Come and see." And they stayed. They stayed with him all that night. Um, a personal encounter, and, and to really believe that when we're following our Lord, um, we're getting the better of the deal, right? Like this is. This is good for when we when we follow our Lord, we gain tremendously. And if we're not convinced of that, like, are we deeply, really convinced that my discipleship is um, is worth it? Like, this is a great gift that God has given me in my life. That my love um, for the Lord. Um, in another point here in the way, somewhere Saint Jose Maria says, like, don't doubt it. Your vocation is the greatest gift God could have given you. Um, and that for each of us, like our, our call to follow him, um, the fact that here we are on a Saturday morning um, with you, Lord, like that's your gift. And that's better than all those who are going to sleep in till 10 or 11 o'clock and then just waste the day. Like that, this is, this is good. We're, we're winning here. San Jose Maria writes in the way, you lack drive and that's why you sway so few. You don't seem very convinced that what you gain in giving up the things of the earth for Christ, remember, a hundredfold in life everlasting. Would you call that a poor bargain? Right? So uh, the first step of our apostle is, are we convinced in what we gain by giving up things of earth for Christ? Do we really, is this, have we, have we gained? Because if we want to, uh, our apostolate is an overflow of our interior life. It's the overflow of our, of our life of prayer and our, our relationship with you, Lord. And so if we really want to engage an effective apostolate, we have to be convinced that we've found the pearl of great price, uh, that you've given that to us. And usually it's, it's, I mean, it's often, frequently, almost always, never our own doing. It's never that somehow we, through being cleverer than everyone, I'm more clever, uh, by, by being so clever, you know, that we've gotten this, this great treasure. Um, no way. It's, it's been a grace, a grace that our Lord gives us. Um, and so we really have to be convinced. As the apostles were that night, they stayed with our Lord. And then our apostolate, um, it just happens in a very natural way. Um, and when oftentimes we can think about these things and, you know, it can become a little daunting, right? Um, well, what do they do? They, they stayed with Jesus. It was about the 10th hour. They've been, they're with him now in, in prayer. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And he first found his brother, Simon, right? Like, who's the first person he goes and tells about this? His brother. Uh, our apostolate is, it doesn't have to be strange and weird. And look, we're doing a lot of, you know... We're doing our podcasting and we got YouTube videos and we got all these things. But ultimately our our those are those are can be helpful. Um primarily maybe though more as means of formation, but our our apostolate, who am I bringing our Lord to? Who am I introducing to our Lord? Well, Andrew went and he first found his brother. It's the people closest to us, the people in our in our lives. It's not supposed to be something strange. Um, some of us will be called to go out and, and spread the gospel to people that we've never met before. I mean, that's the whole task of a missionary, 
to to go out um, and to spread the gospel to a particular group of people. But even that, not in strange ways, um, but through friendship, um, through through this relationship. So he first found his brother Simon. He said to him, "We found the Messiah, which means Christ." And he brought him to Jesus. Like again, it's just so um, simple. The apostle doesn't have to be a complicated thing. It's just that we bring people to Jesus. And this is, uh, I mean, so important that in our apostle, what's the most effective thing we could do in apostolate? We bring someone to you, Lord. Like that's the most effective thing. Uh, I have to have all the right arguments. I have to be able to answer all of their questions. I have to be able to solve their life problems. Um, no, I got to get them to our Lord. Like, and then he, you, you work. Like, our, our Lord loves the people that we're called to spread the gospel to. Our Lord loves them more than we do. Um, he knows them better than we do. And he's way more effective at helping them fall in love with him. And so we don't have to change people's minds. We don't have to go and shake them into conversion. Um, but rather, it's just the slow and steady. We bring people to our Lord. He works. He acts. Um, this is what I think separates us from just some other, you know, movement or ideology, just trying to push our own agenda. Because ultimately, it's not my agenda. Like, you get someone to our Lord and let him work in their heart. Um, he can do more wondrous things than I could even imagine. And so when we, when we work in the apostolate, um, it's all about just bringing people to our Lord. And that's exactly what Andrew did. He brought, he brought his brother to our Lord. Um, and he said, he proclaimed, we found the Messiah, right? We have to be able to say that from our own personal experience. I found the Messiah. I found the real source of all, of all love and all joy. It's my personal experience, my personal encounter. Why, why are you so peaceful? Why are you so joyful? Why, why are you, you know, do you seem to, to have so, well, look, I just found someone that um, is the new center of gravity for my life. I found our Lord. I found the Messiah. And so, and, and this, this continues, right? The next day, Jesus had to go to Galilee. And he found Philip. And he said to him, follow me. Right? It, it's so simple. If we just think these things get so complicated, they're not. Jesus found Philip. He said, follow me. And then Philip went and he found Nathaniel. This is spiritual multiplication. This is how these things happen. It's just one after another, just slowly, one-on-one, -on -one, personal calls. Our apostle is meant to be um, very personal. Just a, that beautiful, friendly invitation right where we are. This is how we're the yeast. It's right where we are. We give life and um, we transform uh, the world through being right there and giving growth. Um, and so we see these, you know, this is how our Lord works and this is how we're called to work, that we, um, we're the apostolate in that. That's our apostolate. It, uh, and it should be something that we, we're deeply, you know, concerned. I, I want to make more apostles. Like, I, I want people to, to meet our Lord. This is a sign of true zeal, that we want to spread this, right? It's, um, it's a philosophical principle, um, or maybe theological, or both, who knows, um, that the good is diffusive of itself, 
right? Goodness gives of itself. You don't see a great movie and just not tell anyone about it, right? It's, it's diffusive of itself. Like, no, I, if I read a great book or I see a good movie or I hear a funny joke or experience a funny story, like I want to tell people, I'll tell, I'll tell even the people that don't want to listen, right? It's good is diffusive of itself that we, we share the goodness. So we, we have to want to, to bring more people to our Lord. And not only that, we should want to get more people involved in the apostolate, right? It's not just about um, boosting our, our numbers of church attendance as if somehow that's a sign of success, right? It's about apostles. Like we're after more apostles. Um, we want more people that'll be so in love with our Lord that they want to go out and they want to find their friends and find their family. Um, this call to apostolate is something that is, is paramount to our life of faith. In fact, this is why confirmation is one of the sacraments of initiation, right? In the sacrament of confirmation, we uh, become part of the mission, right? That's at confirmation. They're really like, what's, what's new about confirmation? Well, you get the Holy Spirit. No, you got the Holy Spirit when you're baptized, right? What's new about confirmation? Well, now you've graduated. It's not graduation. What's new about confirmation? In confirmation, you go from being just a recipient to being part of the mission. You're not fully initiated in the church until you're part of the mission. And so if we've been confirmed, whether we know it or not, we are part of the mission. And that every confirmed Catholic is meant to be on mission. That the church... um. It's Vatican II, it's Bishop Barron, maybe citing Vatican II, that the church is a mission, right? We're all supposed to be on mission as members of the church. We're the yeast. Um, and if the whole church did this, I mean, the world would be converted in a single lifespan. Um, the whole world, uh, if we really live this. And so we're meant to be um, consistently on mission. Now, our apostolate should also be very creative. And how we, how we engage in apostolate, it's not just meant to be this stagnant type thing. I love in the way um, St. Jose Maria goes and he talks about a number of different types of apostolate. And this is not meant to be like, well, these are the only apostolates. Um, but it's meant to get this spirit of, um, of creativity in our apostolate. That we can see a number of different things as apostolic enterprises, right? So um, he, he talks about the apostle of discretion and confidence, right? When you practice your apostle of discretion and confidence, don't tell me you don't know what to say, right? So that's to be the person that people come to um, for advice, discretion and confidence. Like I can ask this person for advice. I can, I can tell them a secret, something that's bothering me, something I don't want to tell other people. Your apostle of discretion and confidence to be that person that people want to go to for good advice or to share or to unburden their hearts, right? And that's an apostolate, right? That's in the middle of the world, the apostolate of discretion and confidence. Um, to creatively say like, yeah, I'm going to be a, a good friend to, to these people, to my friends. I'm just gonna be a good friend to my friends and to my family. That when they're bothered by something, they know that they can come talk to me an apostle of discretion and confidence to, um, 
to be that that rock for people. And you know the other he talks about like the apostle of the dinner table. Um, it's the old hospitality of the patriarchs together with the fraternal warmth of Bethany. We practice it when we practice it. Can we not picture Jesus there presiding at the house of uh, as in the house of Lazarus, right? Like um like presiding at dinner table, right? That's where there's clearly somebody. I was at dinner with a bunch of priests um, this past week, and there were like separate little side conversations that were that were happening. But there was this one person that whenever this guy would speak, like everyone would stop talking, <laughs> and he would like tell some story or you know share something. And like when he was talking, no one else was having a side conversation. Um, the dinner table apostolate, right? To just be. Um, a good host in that way and, and to offer this warm family environment. Again, it's nothing weird and, and it's not like, oh, I have to do, you know, I'm going to, I have to invite people over for dinner because I'm doing a dinner table apostolate, right? Like, it's not weird like that, but like, no, I'm at dinner with people. I should be a good, I should be as good at, at listening as I am at talking, but this is an apostolate to, um, because through these little, then we can work in little ways of encounter with our Lord, right? Again, not being weird. And we may never, you know, mention the name of our Lord in a given dinner, but it's the the peace and love that we experience from you. Dinner table apostolate. Um, it, it works. Um, the other one he talks about is the um, the entertainment apostolate, right? We need to re-Christianize popular celebrations and customs. Um, ask God to provide labors for this much-needed work, which could be called the entertainment apostolate. That, yeah, to be able to throw a good party um, and to to have, you know, particularly in our day, like something that is, is both a, an enjoyable um, time, but um, very clean and, and virtuous, that there's not a presumption of, of rowdiness, drunkenness, any of these types of things, you know? It's um, that an entertainment apostolate, that somehow having fun that's not sinful can be more fun. Um, that's the entertainment apostolate. Um, and then the final one he talks about, and again, this is not an exhaustive list, it's just meant to be a um, examples, is the letter writing apostolate. Now, this is in days before emails and text messages and all that. But the letter writing apostle, that you write letters to people and you, you show your, um, that you care about them. Now for us, again, if, if someone gets a handwritten letter in the mail, that, that can actually be a very powerful thing to get a handwritten letter in the mail that you paid money for an actual stamp. Uh, there's something about handwriting, which is so personal. Um, but it doesn't have to be, again, well, we have to do the letter writing apostle, so we only communicate by, by handwritten letters. But just to text some text someone, right? To go through, I'd actually try to delete the text messages that I don't, um, conversations I don't need to follow up on. But there's a handful of people in my text queue that oh, we're not in active conversation, but it's like, you know, I should remember to reach out to this person before long. Uh, just see how they're doing, right? Uh, it's it's an apostle of just checking in on people who maybe we, we've been out of touch with. But how you doing? Just want to just wanna see what's going on. Um, you know, so that the letter writing apostle, it's not letter writing um, doesn't have to be for us so much as just checking in on people, reaching out to them, um, seeing what's up. And this list is meant to help us inspire our creativity. What are the different apostolates that we have? 
What are the different ways that we can see that the whole world is a field um, for mission and that we are called to be um, active apostles in that mission? And so um, that's as we, as we go out on apostolate. This is what we should look at, how we can creatively engage in bringing people to our Lord. You know, this is, this is the... Um, every scribe instructed in the kingdom of heaven will be like a, a storekeeper, a steward, I don't know, it will be like a something that, that brings forth um, both the old and the new, right? And that's the thing that it's, Lord, you're, you're eternal. Uh, and so we bring you for, you're, you're, always, you're, you're the unchanging God. It's the, the God who, who loves us, but that we bring you forth in new ways. Um, and that just today, even spreading the gospel today, is different than yesterday or the day before. It's the same gospel, but creatively engaging. I mean, this has been the apostolate in, um, in this time of Zoom and video communications, right? Like that's been, that's a new apostolate, Lord. And we can engage that. If we're just stagnant, that we're doing things just our old way, we'll, we'll be useless. Um, that we have to be flexible in how we spread your gospel in the ways that we creatively engage it. Each of us is called to this apostolate. Each of us is called to, to spread um, our love of you, to overflow that personal relationship. Uh, a great example of this and, and a model for us is Our Lady. Um, and in a particular way, you know, Mary, right after the Annunciation, what does she do? Like, what's the first thing Mary does after conceiving our Lord? Um, as she's carrying... God within her, what does she do? She goes to her cousin Elizabeth, um, who's old and pregnant. And she stays with her for three months, which given the time frame would have been through the delivery of John the Baptist, right? That's what she goes, she has to go. Um, and so Our Lady is a great model of that apostolate. She brings Christ to Elizabeth in this new way. Uh, and through that, John the Baptist is sanctified in the womb, who would later point to our Lord on the shores of the River Jordan and say, Behold the Lamb of God. Um, and so we ask Our Lady to help us in the Apostolate, particularly when we pray the Rosary, um, we pray the, the second joyful mystery, the Visitation, um, that we ask Our Lady to help us in our Apostolate so that we're always bringing our Lord creatively and in new ways uh, to the ends of the earth so that all may come to know and love her Son, our Lord Jesus Christ.